I would get it going. I like what we're saying. I like being jiggly wiggly. The problem with me, and I, and I bet a lot of other people are like this as well, is if I have to, like, I'm holding this microphone so tight so it doesn't get choppy, my whole entire body is taut because you, of that. You can't, to hold something extraordinarily tight and keep your body loose is one of the world's rarest skills. That's that's how, that those only are found in Korean ping pong players. And that's, yeah, why, they're, that's why they're so lithe and tricky, you know? Cause they that's can, how they pick the best of the best in yeah, Korea. Yeah, because they can grip, they can grip that paddle like a steel vice, yet their legs are, have the looseness of a, of a, of a jelly casserole. Oh, yeah, man. They're like ducks. Yeah. Koreans, you know, or these Korean ping Well, not just Koreans. I don't. Whoa. Ping yeah. pong players. These champion Korean ping pong. They're like ducks where above water, it's all stoicism. But then below water, you don't even see that there's a whole the whole thing's working. Now that you bring up one of the great points of competitive ping pong, which I've said for the whole time. Don't show the audience behind the scenes. Get some sort of saran wrap type mm. situation. I don't know what the technology would be, but I want it. water, just water. Just put their <laughs> up to their waist in water. I don't want to see their legs. I want to see the magic of a floating torso playing with these amazing <laughs> forehand slammers. Did you ever think for a second, how many, um, and I think you especially, how many things did you think, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, about, I'm about to walk into whatever this is, and they don't know it right now, but I'm going to be the greatest person who's ever done this. Anthony, honestly, this is being 100% honest. I'm not going <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm to give you a joke answer. Yeah. M most things I've ever done. <laughs> secretly yeah. in the back of my mind yeah. i go i'm gonna do this and probably i have to assume i've never done it before but i have to assume i'll be the best and yeah. i'm starting at the top <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and it's such a letdown because you can yeah. never i mean rarely I, I don't know there's very few things in life you can not do ever and just come in at the top. But in my mind, I'm kind of like, I have this idea of myself. I have such low self-esteem, but such high confidence. It's a very strange combination. Yeah, my, you do have that. That's very interesting. That's exactly yeah. what you have. Yeah. High confidence, low self-esteem. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, it's like one of the like, uh, introvert, extrovert kind of deal. But yeah, man. Yeah, that's what it is. It's 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 the extroverted side. It's the action side of life where I where I'm so confident that I'll do anything. But the inside, I go. If they only knew me as a person, I am I am lower than shit. I'm lower what? than goddamn shit. Well, do you, do you think it's a matter of time? Because sometimes for me, it'll be like I can keep this up. But if they stick around for two hours, the cracks are gonna show. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, that's it. No, for me, it's just a constant guilt. I'm, I've never not felt guilty, and it has. I don't know what it is. Where I, I, I live. I will say, like, I live a pretty good life. Like, I'm on yeah. the up and up. You know, like totally. in the past, I haven't always been, but I'm on the up and up, man. I'm not really. I'm not doing anything too terrible. But for whatever reason, my mind is convinced that I'm the worst person in the world. But <laughs> That doesn't affect my mind thinking of like activities. Like it goes right. like you're a piece of shit, but you're gonna go into this axe throwing bar and probably be the world champion. <laughs> you're gonna be the best piece of shit they've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> that is really interesting that you would think that that you're one no good son of a bitch, but if there's one thing you do know, it's throwing an axe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally in my mind, I was watching that movie uh Ford versus Ferrari with uh yeah. Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Great movie, a lot of anti-Italian sentiment in it. If I Really? I, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but they are basically just painting Enzo Ferrari to be just <laughs> he's the bad guy in that movie. They're, they're, they're I do. Just, I do kind of. I mean, look, I mean, I love I love any movie where um, a, a real Italian shows up. Yeah, whenever, yeah. whenever you get a real Italian, they're always they're the good guy, but in a way that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're yeah. just like they're they're a, they're they're a drunk passerby who teaches you yeah. a, a, about love, you yeah. know, or the importance right. of wine, 
or they're such a, they're like they're like a flamboyant fashionista villain. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was he, Enzo Ferrari was a very real. He did pull a very real Italian move, which was Ferrari was bankrupt right. and he kind of courted Ford into trying to buy them. Uh-huh. But really, he just did that so that he could get a better offer from Fiat. And then he told oh, Ford, okay. like, if you thought for one second, I'd sell this beautiful company to you fat American fucking pigs. Get the <laughs> fuck out of my factory. And like, and then Henry then he Ford. Bought a, he, he said that about America. Then he bought a company called Fiat. He's yeah. basically fat. Yeah, yeah. And then Henry Ford, also a lunatic, the second goes, he said, what? Well, we're now entering the racing scene. <laughs> so at this point, Henry Ford, this is this is pre-presidency, I'm imagining, right? Uh, so so your 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 uh your understanding is that Gerald Ford is uh uh Ford the second the owner of Ford Motor Company. Is that is, is yeah, that, I am. Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm finding this out in real time. Yeah. So the same Ford that we know to be the president, who now I'm so confused when it comes to Fords. That's Gerald Ford. Or that's Henry Ford. Gerald Ford is the president. I Gerald don't. Ford. I don't <laughs> think president. he has any relationship to the Ford Motor uh, <laughs> Company, but he might. I mean, it might. Uh, he yeah. had money, so he might. I thought they, that's why they were like, we got to make this guy president. Look what he's doing with the assembly line. This guy <laughs> is killing it. Man, we got to put him in charge of the economy. I 100% thought that till one minute ago. Uh, so uh, now no. these two Fords, they have any relation whatsoever? They might. I don't know. But they're Taylor not, two Fords. Not, the one relationship they don't have <laughs> is uh, the, the one relationship they don't have is they were not the same person. Uh, <laughs> well, sure. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We don't know yeah. that. Um, uh, yeah, no, that much. So not only are they not the same person, they're not even in the same Ford family. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. He might have been a Chevy man for all I know. Yeah, he could. Well, that would be odd. You know, you don't go into the Chevy dealership last name Ford. That's crazy. But yeah. Well, so I, maybe hated it so much that it it ruined. You know, it wrecked with his life. Yeah. So I'm watching this movie, which overall <laughs> kind of boring. Like it's okay. It's a good like. If you What's got the name of the guy? Going, Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off a bunch here. To ask you questions pertaining yeah, yeah. to what you're talking about. Sure, sure. Um, um, what's the name of the guy who's the Ford guy? Because I watched a documentary about him, but then I never watched Ford versus Far the movie. Well, the Ford guy is who owned Ford at the time was uh, uh, Henry Ford II. Right. I mean the racer. Who's the racing oh, the racer, American well, protagonist? Well, the big the protagonist essentially is Matt Damon plays Carol Shelby. Carol who, Shelby. Who, That's and, it. And Shelby designed all those Shelby Mustangs, and he was right. an, basically an engineer, but he couldn't race anymore because he had a bad, <laughs> right. he had a bad ticker. He had a yeah, bad ticker. Crazy uh, heart condition. Yeah, right? yeah. He had it. So they were like, "You can't race anymore." And he's like, "Well, the only thing I have that brings me joy in life is racing." Yeah. And they're like, "Too bad." So he just built race cars, and then. The uh, his the guy who truly believed in uh, was this British guy named Lee. I forget his okay. last name, but so Lee is the driver, right? Uh -huh. And so they're 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 trying to compete with Ferrari at the twenty four hours of Le Mans, which is uh, a twenty four hour race. And uh, yeah. Anthony, so it's twenty four. I'm gonna sorry. I have yeah, a lot of questions ahead. here. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of questions. A lot of them are probably not very important at all, but they mean something to me. Right. Um, is it 24 hours nonstop or they get breaks? They there's two drivers. So it's 24 okay. hours. Not that's why it's like a day guy and a night guy. No, they do like, I think they do like four hour shifts, three hour shifts, okay. something like that. But th that's why it's considered sort of like the true test of, of like an automobile company. Cause right. it's like, it's crazy right. to make a car that can <laughs> run for 24 hours at like right. averaging 200 miles per hour. Isn't, is insane you know like that's why it's, that's why it's kind of like it's not that big of a deal as a race but in the like car ownership world it's huge because it's like right. that means you're the best if you make a car that can drive that fast for 24 hours that's crazy you know right. like but i'm watching this thing anthony now keep in mind i can't even drive stick shift and really no, I can't drive. I mean, I can a little, like I know how to, 
but I've never had enough practice or had a car to do it. So like you look like a guy who can't wait to tell you how they can drive stick. Shift. I know I look, <laughs> I got so much, you know, you know how many people ask me to fix their car, like in <laughs> gas station parking lots with, the, like, yeah, with yeah. The, the tattoos and the hat. They're like, Hey, can you come take a look under the hood? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take a look. And then I go, mm. looks good. Yeah. That's an engine. Yeah. Yeah. Check my friend. This is, you got all the stuff, man. This good for you. This thing's filled up. Anyway, I got to get going. Uh, but I can't even drive stick shift. And I was watching this movie and without any like irony in my brain, there's no, yeah. there's no recollection at the time. There's no realization at the time of how crazy I am. I'm watching this movie and I go, I'd be the best driver at that. Cause I never, I never get tired. I never get tired. So That's true. And I'm not afraid of dying. So That's get me truth. in one of those cars. And I like I, I was just convinced the whole movie, like the hero, me and that hero would be best friends and we'd be the best driving team in the history of the world. But I don't even know how to drive stick shift. Well, that's, I mean, I think that you learn that in an afternoon. You know what I mean? Sure. I think the part they're probably having difficulty finding in drivers is the part that you bring to the table. I don't right. think they're just like, man, if you don't know stick now, you're never going to learn it. Right. I think, you know, it's a lot like the best, uh, a lot of the times the best young female gymnasts are um, and the densest ones because they have no fear of death. Yeah. This, is a, this is why, like, they're better when they're younger as well. So I think you would be fine. Um, and uh, from what I remember about Carol Shelby, he was more of a sourpuss, though. You're more of an upbeat guy. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no. He was kind of a sourpuss. He's a cantankerous fella. But the fun kind. Like, the here's the thing about a southern sourpuss. They're really, they're really fun. They are <laughs> pretending to be. So they like to be like, well, shit. I this this motherfucker trying to put a hair over my ass, and it's like, right. hey, come on, you're having fun, buddy. Talking yeah. like that, don't pretend you're angry. Right. right, you're. I think you bring up a good point here because it's like, how often do you get to use those folksy words? Yeah, and yeah. you can't use them without the anger. So you're happy to be angry because <laughs> yeah. you get to use these goddamn lemonade front porch folksy words. <laughs> yeah. <that they> love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Well, I'll be two roosters short of a nickel on a hen's mouth if I don't tell you. <laughs> Yeah, you know you love that. Come on, that's locked and loaded, and you just, you're waiting for the chance. If these goddamn eyetals think they think they're gonna yeah. think they're gonna stir some shit in my lemonade, they got another thing coming, and it's yeah, like man, you're having a, a blast. Yeah. What a dream for you if you're Carol yeah. Shelby. You've been a southern your whole life. You get to go to Italy. You get to see Italians for who you thought they were in your head. <laughs> and you get to, and you just get to be mad at them, man. Yeah. What a, you've been doing that in your home state. You've been doing that in Kentucky. Yeah, man, and, and uh, I don't know. It I it was good, you know. Christian Bale, Matt Damon, top actors. But sure, I would say great. overall, just watch the movie if you like. Uh, don't have anything else to watch. <laughs> it's one of those. You know what right, I mean? Yeah, it's right, fine. Right. It'll do the job. It's a real. Uh, it's a real Ocean Seventeen. You know, like do okay. it if you're if you're not jammed up with. If you don't got another movie on deck, go ahead and waste a couple hours. But it's not. It's not going to really hit your heartstrings the way it should. Yeah, I yeah, I'm excited. I was love the idea, uh, the Ford versus and Toyota is not in the mix yet, right? They're not allowed. Uh back then, I don't think so. So Toyota probably wasn't really racing yet. Would be my guess. I mean, because okay. Toyota really, I think Toyota, that's a durable car, man. Toyota is a great car, but uh, and and Toyota is a pretty fast car too. I mean, the the good one. It's funny. All the Toyota models that like we have here, like the Civic and the and the Accord and shit, they right. make insanely fast versions of them and only sell them in Japan. And they're kind of like, fuck Americans, we'll get we'll get the top end shit. They they can drive the fucking beater made right. out of plastic. So if you're somebody, so say you're like a you're a rapper, because you know, rappers are always trying to like outdo themselves with like what they have on their cars. You could basically get a Camry, but a Japanese version of a Camry bring it over here and people would be like wow that's impressive yeah well you have to you would have, you would it's not they also have the regular cameras but you would have to get the like right version of it there are they do make like fast as shit versions and not only that until a couple of years ago they didn't have 
uh, Lexus. They had, because, you know, Toyota owns Lexus. They didn't have Lexus in Japan. They just had Toyotas with weird names. Like the Lexuses, they kept them branded as Toyota. So it was like the Toyota president, like the the Toyota presidential, you know, like shit like that. And it was what we would call Lexus here. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I like that more because because uh, my my take on this and I know nothing, but my take on this is that they, they fool you into thinking you're getting, you know what I mean? Because yeah. they'll be like, this isn't a Mazda, whatever the high end models of the pedestrian car manufacturers are, yeah. like a Lexus or an Acura, you're like, you're still driving the normal car yeah right? it's still a nissan dude don't right, fucking right 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 they just they give it a fancier name and a glossier sort of commercial i will say now that we're on the subject of cars and i'm so happy to bring this up it's probably the only thing i've ever wanted to talk about in the past week there's an infinity commercial that's out right now <laughs> and i don't know if you've seen it you probably haven't and i'm sure people have seen it it's registered as nothing for them but it's an infinity commercial that's about defying the algorithm and about if you buy this infinity, you're defying the algorithm. It's so crazy. And it makes me laugh so hard every time I see it. It's literally it's like a, a well-dressed black guy. And he like and he's like walks by like a line at a restaurant. There everyone's like, you know, just drones on their phone. And he's just walking in like the algorithm doesn't decide who you are. You decide who the algorithm is. And then it's like, get this infinity, defeat the algorithm. It's so crazy. But then the car itself has nothing. The car itself is yeah. filled with filled with technology. Right. You know? I love I love the world. And and by the way, uh, for those of you that are hearing occasional crackle, uh, as we discussed at the beginning, Anthony's mic stand is broke. Fucking deal with it. Get over it. It's yeah. somewhere. It's somewhere in the country. Yeah. It's, it's somewhere. It it's founded. It's got a light. That's kind of, it's fun when you lose something because you go, you know. I mean, it sucks because you don't want to lose things. But on the other hand, you go. Well, that thing's living its own life now, you know, like because it's plastic. It's not going to biodegrade. It's like that thing's got years ahead of it of going who knows where, you know, like it'll probably hopefully Pixar picks up the tail. (laughs) You know, we got a real Woody Buzz situation here. Yeah. Now, I the advertisement, the advertising world is has become the best. I mean, the worst, really, but the best in the way that they would just they require. They literally require no logic. They require no logic of their writers. They just go, they just go, what's hot right now? And somebody goes, people are getting pretty mad about the algorithm. And somebody goes, sell that goddamn infinity with that. And it's like, there's no logical connection between the two. And they're yeah, just it's like, awesome. they're, it's like they're idiots. They're sheep. They'll love it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. There's no correlation whatsoever. Yeah. I was like waiting. I was like waiting on the moment where I was like, oh, I guess like, the interior of this car is like a doomsday bunker. Yeah. Like, it's like an, an untraceable IP address comes with the car. Yeah. It had nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, the, 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 the new Infinity, only purchasable in Bitcoin on DuckDuckGo. <laughs> yeah, man. You can only, make, only can buy this car with Dogecoin payment. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. There's just... There were so many of those during the Super Bowl where it's like, yeah. you guys have given up on any connection to the product. <laughs> and it's it's humanity's fault as us being idiots. Sure. Like, okay, just show us an emotional thing and then at the end say, Budweiser. And yeah, we'll be yeah, like, yeah. Okay, then, yeah. yeah, Budweiser, cool. <laughs> yeah, because like because we've railed on this before with that Johnny Depp Sauvage commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Cologne makes like I was to- like because I always had these issues and Cologne makes sense to me because it's like, well, how do you portray a smell? And it's right. like, OK, I get that. But with a car, it's a tactile object. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that has like measurables. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. like, hey, man, how many people fit in that thing? You're like, I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm against the algorithm, too. But like, I got a kid. You know, what's the what's the safety rating yeah, on man. this baby? Does this thing have brakes or is it just <laughs> does it have an agenda? Yeah. <laughs> That was like there was so much shit during the Super Bowl this year that yeah. was just disgustingly like like uh like this 
is a moment where our country has been torn apart more than ever. Like well, that's, yeah. this with, was the worst. They were yeah, playing upon a real thing. Yeah, a real thing. They were they were playing on like Black Lives Matter and political <laughs> dissent. And then it was just Bruce Springsteen in a cabin being like, the only thing that can help us now is a Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. It's like, what are you nuts? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, how far down the rabbit hole do you go as a celebrity where you just be go, I'm that guy now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know the guy I've been singing about for 20 years? I somehow became him. Right. It's like, how could you? You just became richer and more isolated. Right. Yeah. No, it's I think what happens, I think what must happen is like you get older and you just realize like, well, the world is shit. Like the world is shit. And I got a family and right. I got grandkids. And so someone's putting a $30 million check on the table. Fuck them all. Like, oh, sure. you know, I, like you just become like, I oh. don't care. Like I'm not all, you know how many goddamn songs I wrote trying to fix race relations. <laughs> it did nothing. You know, <laughs> it, it did nothing. I, 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 yeah. I was trying to do it with song, you know, yeah, I saw yeah. what they were doing on Capitol Hill with their bills and whatnot. Yeah. But I was trying to do it with my poems, goddamn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, Philadelphia, that thing didn't cure AIDS. I give up. I give up as a singer-songwriter. Yeah, man. L AIDS fell to poetry. Everybody <laughs> yeah. knows that. AIDS AIDS saw the movie that they made about it and they went, oh, we see we see your we uh we concede. This was this was such a great performance, Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, like uh yeah, go ahead. No, no, I had nothing. So I wanted to actually hear what you had said. Uh man, I uh, that's like, but then, oh, it was. I see. Momentum has shifted. You can't go back to that now. I totally get that. I don't know what I had, but I'll tell you this Fine. much. I'll tell you what I had in Wichita. The 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 world's most undefeatable heckler. Really? And, yes. Uh, you know hecklers. The idea, I because I haven't really. I did some New York spots like last week, but you know, they're pretty behaved audiences. They were like bar shows, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, the idea of dealing like I, at one point I got confident enough to like talk to a woman in the crowd yeah. and it was so like, I, the minute I started, I was like, Oh, you're not, you're not in fighting shape to do this. Right. Um, the idea of a heckler right now is um, I, I'm almost like, how, how dare you? How could you seeing where we're at as comedians? But they don't know that. And I get that. Well, this was the breed of heckler that is nearly undefeatable. And mm. that's an that's a black man over the age of 55 who loves you. Uh, <laughs> because they're just every single joke. Tell it. You gotta tell it. And it's like, yeah, man, you don't understand when you yell out, tell it in the middle, it fucks the whole thing up. <laughs> or like, yeah, man. just and I have telling it. Yeah, I, I, dude, I am telling it. I've been just, telling it. I will yeah, be telling more. Yeah, halfway through the, the premise, just like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> and it's like, no, man, you got to, I love you. You got to stop yeah. interrupting me. You know, like just positive <laughs> interruptions for 45 minutes straight. Just at one point, just gets up, walks over right next to the stage, and just hugs the door guy. And it's I like, mean, this guy what? sounds incredible. It's like you gotta wait, man. You gotta wait, Tug, because now everyone's looking at you because you're yelling the whole time, and you're a lot of fun. And now you're hugging the door guy. It's the middle of COVID, and you're hugging the door guy, and that could have <laughs> waited till after. <laughs> yeah, it's I like, guess it's across the board. People forgot how to act. You know. Yeah, well, but that's always been a thing. Like the, yeah. the I think what I think a thing comedy audiences don't sometimes realize is the hardest heckler is the positive heckler, and they don't think they're heckling. Like because a negative yeah. heckler, you can either they can either get kicked out or you can make fun of them. A positive yeah. heckler, it's like, hey man, I really appreciate your love for me. But you're fucking up every joke. Like there's this thing relies heavily on timing, heavily on timing. It's a timing based art form. <laughs> yeah, I um, I guess I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I'll always take a positive heckler over a negative one because the positive one. I'm like, oh, I can play off that and we can have 
like I, I can have fun with portraying what they're doing and making that seem appealing to the audience, but yeah. also make them understand that it is bothersome. Yeah. <laughs> Negative Eckler. I just I'm like, oh man, here we go. We gotta do this. It's like right. it's like I have to put on I have to go put on like I have to like, oh, I have to get my weapon, I have to get my shield, I have to right. now be in a fight. I didn't want to be in a fight. I just want to get to the level because I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of that. Like those yeah. like, oh, it's got to be a comedic interaction. I want to get to the level of fame where I can just say, shut your fucking ugly face. Like that's all like to a, to a negative heckler. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to have to deal with a co comedically putting you down anymore. I want to say, shut up and get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> right. Because right. then people in the audience will go, man, Brendan, we know Brendan. Brendan's doing so well. We're so we're grateful that he's here. <laughs> yeah. so for, you know, like if you're upsetting Brendan, that's an issue because Brendan is. But, you know, Brendan is something else that we're not. Yeah. But, but as we are now, they're just like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming into the show. I'm not going to respect this guy. No, as we are now, it's like, well, we'll see who wins this duel. It's, it's either the comedian we don't know, or the, or the, or the drunk pipe fitter. I don't know who's funnier yet. I don't know either of them. Yeah, yeah man. His name may be in lights, but I've got a feeling old Hank over here yeah. going to do the trick for me tonight. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean it ended up being fun cuz I was like having fun with this old guy, but it was just like man, dude, you are not understanding this. I'm trying to like as nicely as possible yeah, get this through sure. to you and you are just not understanding that this is brutal. Every every yeah. joke. I think it's that thing where it's like my mom does this in her own not she's not heckling, you know, but she does yeah. this in life where it's like if you just have a cheerful, positive disposition, yeah. you just assume that you can't, you're infallible to wrongdoing. You right. know what I mean? So it's like, uh, like my mom, if I'm like, like she'll just keep giving me blankets and pillows and things and like things like that is where it's to the point where I'm like, you've made relaxing stressful. You know what I mean? <laughs> because you're doing a good thing. You're like, oh, I can't possibly be wrong. You right. know? Right. But uh, it's the same goes for these like positive hecklers. Yeah. And this guy, I mean, this guy was like the greatest guy. Like he first of all, he loved my act. Second of all, of I was selling koozies and I was selling T-shirts and he comes out after the show and he goes, I don't even need to look at him. Give me two of everything you got. It's <laughs> just like, that's very funny. It's like not that much stuff. Yeah. I'll give you yeah. everything I got. It's a shirt and a koozie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not a store, man. You know what I mean? You're not you're not buying out Nordstrom's. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he was just like, this is going to be a light haul for you, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I had. Uh, so I did that. I did that. It felt good to be back. Like, I mean, I miss the baby so much. Like, that's a whole yeah. different matter being on the road without the now that you have a kid. But like, for sure. So it felt kind of crazy to be back like hard on the road. I had Provo at the right. beginning of the month. Then I had St. Louis, Tulsa, and then Wichita. It felt crazy. Like it felt really good to just get that many hours in like yeah. under my belt. Um, but I was going to talk and this is a little serious. I think it is. It's frustrating because like I have what I'm finding is I have like a good chunk of time for the next album like i have like oh, that's great it, that's the great part the bad part is i don't have like the backbone like i don't have like an opener i don't have like a super strong like middle piece and i don't have a closer it's like i need some like i need some like heavy hitters and i'm just not writing those right now i'm writing these like one-liners for whatever reason mm -hmm. and so it's like i gotta figure out like i think it'll just come with time but it's like yeah i gotta i gotta get back into that writing like i don't have any just like sure thing 100 percent like murderers you know that right, like right, they, right. That, that i think you need to to make up an album so we'll see i think that's just time you know that's just yeah. writing time yeah and usually like i mean at least i can't say an opener it's always like uh, i'm all uh, you know an opener for years for me was always just talking about my face because i had to right um but an opener is like you just you just like feel it and you just go okay like that's that's just an opening joke whatever right. that is 
Right. For a closer, I always feel like usually it's like a larger story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Like aside from like obviously the baby, but like nothing has happened to you in the past year right. to like really make a story out of it to have like this grand closer. Well, and I think what will evolve is like I did and and thank God for Peter, actually, because like I wasn't really working on the mental health stuff very right. much when I was out on the road because they were I was at Looney Bins yeah, and like it. they're not that's not the crowd for that. But yeah, but Peter was there one night, our Rad Ducast fan. And uh, I was like. I was just fucking around. It was the late show Friday, you know, or late. What? Yeah. Late show Friday. And I was like, what do you want to hear, Peter? I'm taking requests. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You hit yeah. me. We got a VIP <laughs> here. What do you want to <laughs> hear? And he goes, tell the story of how you escaped from the psych ward. And I go, ah, oh, fuck. I wasn't going to get into that. So then I did that. And whole. Must have thought when he said that in the crowd, they must have been like, oh, that guy's doing a funny heckle. Joke. Like he's going yeah. like, to rip into this guy. And they're, <laughs> yeah. they're just like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I did. I did do that. Uh, no. And so then I went into that chunk and I do think that's what will end up being the closer. I just yeah, I gotta, say, yeah. I, I gotta get it to a point where it's not just sort of like jokes. I gotta, I gotta weave the narrative a little better. Right. I think like, but, um, that seems to me, cause I, I would imagine too, like that chunk of material has gotta be hard to do stuff after it. So right. that seems to me that it would be the natural closer. And it's like, it's I mean, you can make that a whole thing if you wanted to. But if right. you wanted to isolate just that event like that's compelling and joke rich enough where that could be the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what will end up happening. Well, I mean, fuck it. We'll see who I mean, who cares? Comedy's dead. I'm a TikTok guy. <laughs> Are you still doing TikTok videos? Well, I what happened was. I did. I put everything I had up there, right. and then COVID was still on. Yeah, and then doing recipes. And then I got like a million messages because I at one point I put some of the mental health stuff up there, right. and then so I put everything up there, and I got like tons of views. And then I stopped because I had that was everything I had on video that fit under a minute. And yeah. then I got a million messages asking if I killed myself. Uh, <laughs> See, that's, have you tried that as a joke? That's really funny. No, no, I should try that. That's, that's uh, really, really funny. Uh, but uh, but now that I'm back out on the road, I have some new stuff to put up there. So I'm back, like back, and I'm gonna get a better camera. I think, like, it's just su it's such a crazy world. It's such a crazy, weird world that we live in. Like now, yeah, tell me about it, Ginsburg. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, you wait. go with that or you're just gonna it's such a crazy weird world that people are di people are different colors <laughs> <laughs> were you about to break in a song or did you yeah. <laughs> no i just mean i what i was what i was gonna get at is like here i am for years like trying to figure this thing out and then i do something i don't care about which is tiktok and yeah. i've gotten more eyes on my comedy <laughs> By far, by far than any television appearance, anything. And it's like, oh, so it's just nothing matters. Like, just do yeah. do whatever I want and it'll work out. Because course, the one thing man. when I wasn't trying, like, blew. I have, like, 20 million views on there. Like, people people were coming out knowing my jokes from TikTok. Wow, like, that's incredible. And I want to be like, hey, man, I've been on television. Like, I'm, I'm not just doing Chinese apps. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> been on NBC, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, like, you know, that's they're watching more of that than they are like late night shows. Yeah. You know, you know? Right. right. So, so, man, yeah. great. That's awesome, man. Good that you did it and um, have people coming out to shows because of that. That's great. Yeah, I I'm going to get a better camera and just be a fucking TikTok guy. I don't care. Like, as long as I'm doing comedy, I don't want to, like, just do TikTok dances. I mean, I will. What you, you do, I mean, I would. I've never seen your TikTok, but I would imagine it's your bits. I don't think it's you doing dances. No, it? not yet. But I'm running out, so <laughs> it's gonna. I'm gonna have to get down on the dance craze. You know. Do I also. You, oh, go ahead. Do you just put up clips, or do you do the like the front facing sort of like uh, TikToky stuff? Man, that algorithm has got me nailed to the wall. Because I'll tell you this: I put out clips, and a and lot, if you get this infinity, yeah, I I put I, I, <laughs> yes, I I'll put up clips, and like they, you know, some do well, some don't do well, but For like sure. they all do like 
the even the ones that do poorly will get will eventually get like nine thousand views or something. Right, right, right. I put up something of me just talking to the camera, seventy eight views. That thing. <laughs> For whatever reason, the algorithm is like, nope, this guy is only for comedic fucking, this guy's only for comedic bits. If he starts talking to the camera, shut him down. We don't want to know this guy. We don't want to know this guy. What if you um, did that, but if you put the microphone, you know what I mean? Does it, just as an experiment, does it do anything if you, I mean, you're going to look like a crazy person, but if you do that with a microphone in your hand and then it looks like you're performing stand-up. I might try that. I might try, yeah, may, maybe I could get like a, sta a fake stage backdrop, really trick them, put in a laugh yeah. track, yeah. They'll never, they'll never know. We've talked about this a bunch, but like, they'll never, they'll never know, man. And you've yeah. got, you know, I, I think, you know, it's worth it because otherwise you're going to have to like, wait set up the camera like that to me is a nightmare at a show well that's why i need a better camera because then it's easier but like uh and that way i can use my my power of my stand-up pole to espouse my real views you know what i mean like i'll get <laughs> i'll get into it with my fake backdrop like hey how's everyone doing tonight now let me talk about the geopolitical situation in the Middle East, okay? Because yeah, it has been bothering me, you know? Yeah. Like, and yeah, that's how I can really get into the, the, the meat of what I've been trying to get at. We've all read your papers on the Gaza Strip, Brendan. <laughs> yeah. we're, all, we're all well versed in them. We all, we all, we all thank you for your, for your Christmas presents. <laughs> that's what I call uh, Israeli girls' pussy hair, the Gaza, the Gaza Strip. Strip. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, a that's a horrible joke <laughs> hey man you know look man you're a midwestern road dog now bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it had to be crazy i can't like being it's just such a that that life like i had to fly coming from and it's just a flight you know what i mean yeah. coming from cincinnati to new york i had to do like a, a stop so like it, it was you know it wasn't i wasn't like in the air along it was kind of choppy air or whatever but just like i was i was so i was anxious and it was like yeah i just haven't had this feeling in right. a long like in i was just had this feeling <laughs> two weekends <laughs> half of the month i just felt like this i was gonna drop out of thin air right so it was you know um i can't imagine the like going this guy had to be so jarring to do the road like the way you were doing the road and then come back home and then when you come back home you're not coming back home to the life you once knew when you did stand up that often you're coming back home to a family well that let, let me be honest with you that was the big letdown because so i yes uh <laughs> so uh i drove uh i as i said i'm a big time you know i could probably win lamont but I, when I'm behind the wheel, my adrenaline does not allow me to get tired. So I, I after my Saturday night shows, I just jumped in the car and drove a thousand miles because <laughs> uh, 15 hours straight. I did. I woke up at 7 a.m. Saturday morning, couldn't nap all day, and I was like yeah. trying to nap because I was like, yeah. I want to make this drive, and I'm <laughs> safe. For the listeners to know, I'm safe. If I do get tired, I pull over. I'll get a hotel. But I was, I just never got tired, and I so I drove 15 hours straight home because i wanted to see my baby and my wife and yeah. anthony i thought it was gonna be i totally in my mind i was like this is gonna be like one of those dad comes home from <laughs> afghanistan surprises his daughter at a softball game but it's like no it's a baby like it does it's like it just she was just like oh this guy like well i'm right. gonna i'm gonna cry and shit while you hold me so back to this you know and it's like there was no there was no there was no big like Hey, welcome home, Dad. It was just like, oh, him, like that guy who's just another guy that I've seen. You know, yeah. like was she really I mean, because you were gone for what, like three weeks? Yeah, she doesn't remember me. Right? Did did she cry when she saw you, or she was just kind of cool? She was already. She was. What happened was, it was like like nighttime, like 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 afternoon time that's when she gets a little crabby anyway like yeah. most of her laughter the, the wall we all hit it man yeah most of her laughter and stuff is morning time anyway so it was like around the time where she's starting to get like surly anyway so right. it was just kind of like nothing it was just mm -hmm. like very little recognition and then just like 
crying and then it was just yeah. like and then i was like this is how you thank me for putting food on the table and i, th right. I just i threw her you know i threw <laughs> no no i didn't throw her but then today we had a great time so it's it's good to be back um yeah because annabelle was a uh, um julia's sister's daughter yeah um she did not like i had been gone long enough she saw me again she it took her like two days for her to like me again she liked me a lot yeah yeah and uh, yeah and i mean i i don't so show her more clips i guess you know well i would talk i talk to her every day she heard my voice but here's the thing this is what I think. I don't think they recognize voices that good over the phone because like one time. So yeah, this is my theory. This is why I have that theory on that, because one time I was uh, babysitting Sean Donnelly's dog while he was doing Conan. And I was so excited. His dog, his dog Rickles. I was so excited to show Rickles Sean on Conan because I had my video camera out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to go nuts. Didn't even look at the TV. Didn't even budge. And Rickles goes crazy when he hears Sean. Didn't even dog, give a. Though. You're talking about a dog and a baby man. I mean, Anthony, you you know Annabelle. Dogs are smarter than babies. They are. They're mentally, they are pretty much right. at the same level. Because dogs yeah, know how, right. They know, if you build a dog door, they know to get get in and out of it. The babies don't understand shirts, you know, like <laughs> true. <laughs> true, man. A dog knows a shirt. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think the babies are running on the same like principle as dogs. Like they need unfiltered voices. Like they can't they can't yeah. go with the the phone. They don't connect so much. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, even when we are on the phone, because I'll try to give her, because I'm, I what I do my job basically, I give her a tour. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I put her, I put her in my arms. She's front facing, and then I just, I give her the lowdown of every single thing in her house. That's the what I do. House. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, they call them Tony's tours, and she seems to get a she like that's where we really connected. Like that's what she was like. She like you know she'll reach back, she'll touch my face to know that it's me, and she knows me as like this is a guy that gives me my tours. Right. And I thought I was like I am embedded in this girl's brain because I've done so many tours. And then seeing her again for the first time, it was like it was like we didn't even go on tour. Not yeah, a one. Not one tour. You guys, you guys, you guys went on three tours of Afghanistan together. She doesn't even know you. You know how many facts that might yeah. not be facts I've told her about their vacuum machine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she seems to just not register any of it. It's very interesting. It's very interesting because I do I actually do the same thing. And I think that just means we are we are instinctually great fathers, me and you, because for whatever reason, they don't know anything of what you're showing them, but they do love it. Like yeah. they love like I'll take her. I take her around the whole house. I go and I'll announce I announce the big facts. I go from the big facts to right. the small facts. Like I go, you are now entering the kitchen. Uh <laughs> This is the refrigerator. There's a picture of your sonogram. That's when you're very little. Like I take her through the whole thing and yeah. she fucking loves that shit. And yeah. it's like, you don't know what I'm saying. You can't even no. look at anything, but you like a tour. Yeah. I've had the best conversation about gender dynamics with Annabelle <laughs> that I've ever had with anybody. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. And yeah, exactly. She doesn't, she's not going to wake up and go, she's not going to wake up and go. It's a, her first words aren't going to be, it's a spectrum. Yeah. Let um, me, can I say something? uh that i think is controversial but shouldn't be go, go, go ahead man. so somehow somehow lumped into the debate about uh like you know uh, uh accepting transgendered people somehow lumped into that just on the side of whether you're good or bad is should they be allowed to compete <laughs> in women's sports and i'm like <laughs> And that makes me so mad because I'm like, no, I'm fully accepting and anyone can be whatever they want. But yeah. that's cheating. That's not fair. Like, that's crazy. You were born a man. You have the muscles of a man. You're a woman now. I acknowledge that. But you just so happen to be a woman that's got cheating level sports skills. So, no, you can't play in that league. Like, you can play in the men's league as a woman, but right. this seems crazy because your, your your calf muscles are that of a man. So, no, you can't be uh, you can't be the 100-meter the, the dash women's champion of Iowa. That's crazy. Yeah, right. yeah. Is, is that a crazy? 
I go by the rule is if it didn't fly in Juana, man, it doesn't fly here. <laughs> yeah. And they, they were that league was pretty pissed off when they found <laughs> yeah. out who was who was under the skirt. I mean, um, what is, is that- the argument? I'm I'm curious actually, because that makes sense to me. I'm curious. What's the argument on the other side of that? None. Just that you're yeah. being that you're being they're women now, so they're women. You're so they can trans- you're you're being transphobic. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm fully I'm fully like I'm I'm trans loving, you know, like yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm trans loose and I'm trans but, loving. But I also love sports. About my affection. But I also love sports, and I think you people who are saying that's transphobic, I don't think you understand sports because, like, right. like <laughs> you, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, for instance. Yes, she's a woman, absolutely. Also, a ten-time Olympic gold medalist. Like she, if she were younger, no, she can't compete with the women. That's not fair. No one would ever win. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's it's just not it's not a fair system. It's like so like I'm for fairness above all. Sure, you're a man of justice. You're a yeah, man of, uh, right. Uh, like wh- who was the? There was the runner, and it, it's not this. This was like a couple of years ago. I think she was like a, a long distance runner. Uh, I, I, uh, she had uh, some kind of Spanish name, I guess. Mike, if you could look it up, I don't know. But there was an issue with her. Um, but I, this might be something else. But I think it might be along these lines. Yeah, was that the one that that was more borderline? She was born. She was like. I, I think I don't know that they use this term anymore, but she was uh, hermaphrodite, right? Oh, that's what it was. was that yeah. what it was? Yeah, she was born with um, she was born with both genitalia, and that that's a little more dicey because, like, I don't know the medical facts on that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know a lot of viewers probably were thinking Brennan knows the medical facts on that. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I well, I would say you might know a fact or two about. Uh, you've got a you know just enough about everything. That's you know? that's how I've always wanted to be. I've always wanted to be a guy that I'll give you a tidbit about every, anything you could come up with. But yeah. you want you want a deep dive. Look the other way, my friend, because I'm right. not the man. Like if, if we're if it's a dinner party with a bunch of hoity toities, you got little foods on sticks. Yeah. You're 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 moving and grooving between people, but you can't get hung up on anybody because at that you can't be found out. You have to be like a shark in the room. Exactly. Nobody invite me to the debating stage. That's the thing. <laughs> I'll, I. I will be quick at a dinner party to be like, hey, so that was an interesting thing I told you about Noam Chomsky. Anyway, got to go to the next guest. Don't want to be rude, lest you ask me a question further yeah. on Noam Chomsky. Did I hear something about whales over there? <laughs> yeah. Right yeah, so Mike, what's the story here? Uh, I'm not sure what the story is. I was trying, um, <laughs> Other than she's uh, 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 born with both, it seems. Yeah, hermaphrodite. So, or, and I, but what were people's people were people took issue like the Olympics took issue with this, didn't they? For some reason, I believe so. I'm I'm checking right now. Yeah, for of course, Mike. Don't you know? Don't worry about it. At your, at your leisure, man. You you got you got to read and post. Uh, man, I don't know that that just the idea of it would make me want to throw up. So but but know. but but do do you know what I'm saying, Anthony? Like I feel like I yeah. feel a little bit like, hey man, I should be able to like defend the honor of sports without being labeled transphobic. Like I I think that person should have all the equal opportunities in the world, but mm-hmm. like sports have got to be fair, you know? Like that's just how it is. Like you're you're yeah. the equivalent of someone on steroids, you know? Like. I I I agree. Um. Uh. Try, well, you know. Yeah. Well, and then I think about my body, and it's like, well, that's not really great. So, but I do see what you're saying. You're born just with a higher level of testosterone, and that level of testosterone is helpful in certain sports. Not all sports, but most sports. Well, not just oh, te- not just oh, testosterone. <laughs> I mean, you're born with a different muscle structure, you know? Like like sure. you you know, you're you're born so in muscle. So I mean, it w- it would be the equivalent of like, you know, you you you, 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 you say like uh uh, take like a, a Chris Bosch uh, just right. 10 years ago, decided to transition to a woman. It's like, fine, well, you can be, be a woman. woman. He's nice and lean. Yeah, nice Tall and lean. lean. But it's like, and then, and then he says, he I'm going to be a woman. Uh, and then and then it, him being like, all right, I'm going to play in the WNBA now. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's not fair, man. You just got right. tits. Like, what? That's it. Like, what do you? That's not a fair thing. But what? what's the deal, Mike? 
so the controversy has to do with her having both X Y chromosomes and elevated testosterone levels. So uh, the rules have changed since she first started running in 2009 to now. Uh, the issue in 2019 uh, was she's not allowed to run unless she takes testosterone lowering medication. Let's see, so, fair enough. That yeah. I'm all for that. Go ahead and do that. If you really womanize yourself and take it, you know, really cut yourself down. That's fine. So either testosterone, lowering medication, or you got to wear a skirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ankle weights, wet yeah. socks, and yeah. an itchy hat, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> something which is also something that's debilitating to even the playing field. Yeah. yeah I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm curious, man, because that one seems so cut and dry to me. And usually when something seems so cut and dry, right away, another voice goes, well, here's the other side of it, and here's why it's wrong or whatever. So I'm cur- I would be curious to see what the other side of that argument is just because that does seem pretty clear cut to me. But you're yeah. also all a very convincing guy, so I don't know. Right. And if you're a listener and you know, that don't, feels right to me. don't tell us because I'll feel bad. So just keep it to yourself. Uh, but well, Brendan I, I, hates hermaphrodites. <laughs> no. no, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I think what it is, Anthony, I think it's that the people who are like saying, well, that's transphobic. I don't think they're sports people, you know, I think they think I think they kind of think like, who cares? You're like, everyone's just out there having a good time. It's like, (laughs) no, there's people who like work. There's women who work their whole life to like try and get a college scholarship. And now they're competing against uh, someone who is born a man, you know, and it's like and losing by 12 seconds, you know, like. (laughs) And Serena Williams, I think, even came out and said something along the lines of, uh, a couple of years ago, she was like, if I was a male tennis player, I'd be like ranked 70th or something like that. She like right. she gave a definitive answer. I think it upset a lot of people because a lot of people, um, you know, would just like to believe like and she is she may be the most dominant athlete in her field of sports of all time. Right. All things considered. But I think people wanted, to, you know, like Serena can beat anyone. And I think she admitted she was like i would be the 50th ranked tennis player yeah i mean there's there's just undeniable biological differences and some of those go in favor of men some of them go in favor of women like women are able to feed children women are able to grow a baby in their belly you know like women to me seem to be uh make better decisions you know but i (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're mainly better people, and then uh, yeah. every now and again we can put a piece of furniture together. Yeah, <laughs> really yeah, it. yeah. I wouldn't say we really don't do that that well. Off, uh, yeah. that off. But like, if if they were, if if, if if I guess I guess I guess if it was a physical, if if you were to argue like, oh, it's physically equal, then it's like, well, then why why do we look down so hard on? domestic abusers you know what i mean like there's a reason we look down on them and it's because they're beating the shit out of people that they're stronger than like nobody gives a shit when two gay guys fight each other you know (laughs) which which happened on an episode of mtv's uh addicted uh two two meth heads that were addicts just beat the shit out of each other they were that's a street fight that went indoor yeah yeah that's a that's a street fight between lovers and it's 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 sweet it's sweet how it happens yeah 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 people are people are like i thought they were fucking i I didn't even know they did it i thought i thought they were doing it i wonder if you are in a gay relationship and you're both like tough like fighting type guys like what ground rules do you have to lay like like yeah i think you got to be pretty up like i think whatever the um conversation for an open relationship would be the same between two homosexual mma fighters or right like like it would have to be like you can hit but like no faces and like (laughs) you know no kicks like we'll hit each other but like and two minutes it goes two minutes and then that's it we go we go think about things and we're off to dinner Yeah, yeah 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 um oh yeah greg isn't here today Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, we forgot to say that. Yeah, Greg is uh Greg is not here. He's fine. He uh is just he he couldn't make it today. Yeah, he has um, the day off. And this is one of those rare A and B specials. There haven't been a ton of them. Uh yeah, man, we've done three hundred we've done 
including the Patreon, probably around 500 episodes. This is probably the third time this is. Yeah, happened. this is the rarest combo, really. These <laughs> these sell for high because these are like baseball True. cards. The rarest, not the the best, aren't always the top sellers. You know what I mean? When it in baseball cards, like ah, I got a Hank Aaron card. Too bad there's a hundred of them. Like I got this one Billy Ripken card that they only made three. Oh man, yeah. we all knew that Billy Ripken card, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cow card too. There was like something written on the bottom of his bat, right? I think that, that was, that was Billy Ripken. And said fuck you on the uh bottom of the bat and then the one that's really worth something because they made a lot of those by accident so those are still worth some money but there's one that's really worth a lot that there's very few of them where some they tried to they tried to fix it and they fixed it so poorly that it just looks like it looks like white out on the card oh, and it's worth a ton of money. Cause there's right. only like four of them. Uh, baseball cards are weird. Uh, yeah, someone had told me it might've been my mom. So it could be complete nonsense, but so I, 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 I thought someone told me that baseball cards, the worth of them had come back up exploding. It exploded really? during COVID. Now here's the problem. Because I went through my brother and my, yeah, I took, and no one knows why. They think it's because stimulus checks and just boredom of COVID, but, but the market has like exploded. Like it's huge, like record breaking prices. Here's the problem. Now, you were a big basketball guy. So you actually might, if you had some cards at home, you might want to go through them. But yeah, here's, I was also, when I was younger, I was a big base. I was more of a baseball guy when I was younger, like younger, okay. younger. I had a ton of baseball cards. Here's the problem. And you probably then will have the same problem. I went through me and my brother's baseball cards. I didn't look at every single one, but I, I kind of yeah. tried to go through them. And what I found is when I was collecting baseball cards, which would have been the late eighties, mid to the mid nineties that they, they call that the golden era of wax. And that was right. when, that was when baseball cards were the, at their biggest. And right. so they just made so much of everything that oh, okay. nothing is worth any money. Like none right. of it is worth any money. Like the, the shit that's going off the charts right now are like, Mike Trout cards. Uh, oh wow! Uh, oh, uh, like oh, later. So the, oh, I see what you're saying. I guess yeah, a lot of later right. stuff like um, like Mike Trout rookie cards, LeBron yeah. LeBron rookie cards, Jordan cards are blowing back up. Really? Uh, yeah, like stuff like that. Um, there's uh, but they're selling for like insane amounts. Wow. Um, okay, I'll take a look. Oh yeah, that's a oh man, that yeah, yeah. Billy Ripken. Yeah man, yeah. I, every pack you would open, you would be. Just scrambling for that thing. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Mike just pulled up a picture. It's the Fleer Billy Ripken card. And someone, I don't think it was Billy Ripken. Someone in the dugout fucked with him and wrote, uh, I think it says, I think it says fuck you or fuck off on the bottom of the bat. And uh, somehow what's it, what's it say? Fuck face. Oh, it says fuck face. <laughs> and somehow, <laughs> somehow the photographer didn't notice. Fleer didn't. Nobody noticed. And it just got made. It just got put out there as a card. How much is that worth now? Hold on, Mike. It's It said that uh, up top, I think. Can you zoom out? Did it say up top? Or is that just? Oh, that's just a grading. Uh, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Did it, Mike, where you found that? Did it have a price on it? But yeah, dude, there's like uh, Luka Doncic, or however you pronounce his name. His cards are like insane, like certain cards of his. But like, there's Mike. There's a there was like a Mike Trout rookie that went for like eight hundred thousand dollars. There's a Michael Jordan rookie for like over a million. A LeBron. Man, really? I have, yeah, I, I might have an old. I might have an old Jordan and an old Bird card. Oh, um, you got to look at those, dude. They, okay. You could, yeah, yeah. Look through some of that shit. They could be worth a lot. Like wow, everything. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to my mom's in a couple of days. Maybe I'll take a look at all my old baseball cards. Like I thought I was gonna be in luck because I had like some like, I had some like bear. I had like a Barry Bonds rookie and right. shit. But like it just turned out they were churning those things out during that area. <laughs> right. It was like I looked it up. It was like four dollars on eBay. It was right. like. It's, you yeah, know. because because we bought them all because we got those Beckett magazines that yeah. like you would look at like a Roger Maris card and it would be like a million dollars. Yeah, like, hey, man, I don't know. These these things are like a dollar at the yeah. grocery store, man. I'm going to take my chances here. I uh, used this to Billy Ripken card is pretty cheap. Actually, you can get an ungraded one for like fifteen dollars and a graded one for sixty. Yeah. 
Yes. So I used to this motherfucker, this motherfucker, this guy who just scum of the earth. Because I was just a little boy. I, I would go every week with my paper route money to this place called Video Dugout. It was like it was like straight out of clerks. It was a video store slash baseball card store. And it just so happened that every single week he had a perfect collection of three to four cards that were the exact amount of the money that I had brought into the store. Like, like yeah. every week he took me for all my money every week. And it was just like nothing. It's worth nothing. What a bastard. What a bastard. If I could only find him and his goddamn video store, fucking baseball card collecting ass now. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I was kind of stoked when I saw that when I, I read this article. Like, dude, it's getting so crazy. The fucking Wall Street's getting involved. They're like, 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 uh, um, uh, what do you call them? Um, private equity firms are like buying pieces of cards and like selling them to people, selling stock Man. in a card to people, which is like, so like a venture capitalist firm might call me up and be like, I've heard you got a Tom Gugliotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like. That's the thing where you're like, guys, this is why the economy collapses. Okay, <laughs> like, stop this shit. Like, first of all, you're I I didn't say anything when you started the NTFs. You know, and that seems to be nonsense. I'm not upset about cryptocurrency, which, as far as I can tell, is nothing. But this, you've crossed the line now. You're get you're selling people and you're selling people one one hundredth of a Michael Jordan card. Like this, enough already. Yeah, they're just they're so bored. Those you yeah. know what I mean? They're yeah. nothing worse than a person who's bored and gets money. You know, <laughs> yeah. understands the concept of money and is just bored out of their mind is the most yeah. dangerous person on earth. They're cuz they sell it's like the one thing like now you can argue against capitalism and that there should be like no no billionaires and that's not fair and I get that argument. But the one thing I've always like respected about Warren Buffett is that he buys companies that he understands what they do. Like he buy like all of his companies, like generally they make something, you know what I mean? Like he's in, so he's in some insurance, but insurance is a product like that. Right. That makes sense. Like, but like these wall street guys, they just sell you nothing. You know what I mean? Like they're just will sell you nothing. Like the, they'll sell you. It's like, Hey man, you want to buy the concept of a bird? And it's like, what? And it's like, don't worry about understanding it. It's shooting up big time. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'm in. And it's like, you guys make nothing, you know, like you create nothing. These NTFs are insane to me. Yeah. And it seems like it's, it's gonna not only, I mean, and NFTs, but then, Bitcoin seems like it's like almost old hat. Like that's like clearly going to be around. But now like NFT, because I first heard about it by way of the basketball world with NBA Top Shot. And yeah. I was like, this is so dumb. But it's been months since then. And it's only grown in popularity. <laughs> I, I just I feel like I did when I remember when I saw when I was a kid. And I, there was just like a couple things that I like predicted that were so off that I was like, I might not get things. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think we saw like NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys, and I went, what a joke this is. <laughs> yeah. And then they became like the two biggest bands ever. It's like, that's how I feel about these uh, cryptocurrency and like NFTs where I'm just like, oh, this is so dumb. But it's like, no, this is probably going to replace money in three years or something. Yeah, it's I mean, there's something that I just fundamentally and I was an econ major and there's something I just fundamentally don't understand about cryptocurrencies. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get how there, there's value in nothing. You know, that's what I don't understand. And like, I guess the argument could be made. Well, like our money is not backed up by gold anymore. Like, so money is nothing. But it's like, well, yeah, we've all mutually agreed to give that value, you know, like for right. that to represent a system of trading like cryptocurrencies. It's nothing like it's it's not a thing. That's what I just I can't grasp it. You know, like, sure. I've been told a bunch of times about it by various comedians um uh, and i've never been able to retain yeah. um even in the moment i'm like you know what in the moment you're like all right i think i got this and five minutes yeah. later you're like i don't remember anything like in yeah. the moment i was aware of how much i didn't understand as they were putting in the simplest terms possible to try right. to convey it yeah it's a weird thing man so if anyone understands cryptocurrency just send us some uh <laughs> yeah. yeah man send us a bitcoin 
Yeah, we'd love a piece of Bitcoin. Uh, anyway, that's probably the end of it, huh? That sounds about right, man. Yeah. That's just good. I missed Greg, but I enjoyed talking to you, man. Yeah, no, it was nice. It was nice. I haven't had a chance to talk to you in a little bit, so this was nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for, uh, and you know, we should remind you, for those of you who are, may have been out of the loop or anything, this is the last month of the Rad Dude cast. Um, you know, regularly, I'm sure we will be dropping little things here and there throughout the years. We're all still very good friends, so who knows? But um, the Patreon is going to remain open uh, and it is going to transfer over to Greg's new project. So we want to be very upfront about that. And I, I want to tell you, you're going to get your money's worth if you stay on board. Absolutely. I have no doubt about that. But I do want to make sure you know that, uh, you know, if, if that is not something you're interested in, um, that this would be the month to 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 unsubscribe. But I don't think you should. I think uh, you're going to absolutely get your money's worth with Greg's project, but we all three agreed we don't want to be misleading anyone or anything like that. Um, so uh, just so you know, that that's what's going on there. And, uh, and we love you guys. Yeah. Oh, one last thing. I'll just say that Greg and I made this pilot called Under a Thousand that um, is... Uh, premiered on this streaming service called topic if you go to topic.com you could just do a seven day free trial and watch the pilot and then get out of dodge or if you just liked the rest of the topic programming you know you could keep a subscription uh but yeah tweet at them uh top at topic stories and on their instagram at topic stories let them know they gotta pick this thing up yeah, in all honesty, I mean, that that kind of stuff does make a difference. So even if you don't watch it, I would say watch it. I've been having trouble figuring out how to watch it, and I can't wait to watch it. But tweet at them, really, at Topic Stories, and be like, under a 1,000 with Greg Stone and Anthony DeVito is amazing. Something like that, you know? Yeah. It, uh, it really, that kind of stuff helps. Uh, so do that do that if you could. Uh, I'm going to go hold my baby. Man, that's great. Uh... Yeah. I can't wait for you to meet her. You're going to love her. And you got all this training with Annabelle. You're gonna give great yeah. tours. I know, I know. I, I'm gonna. I, I'm, I'm glad I did because I, I feel like I'm gonna be so comfortable around Eliza. And I am. Excited. Oh yeah, she's gonna love you. She loves the tour. She loves the tour. <laughs> I do a good tour, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll see you, man. The Rad Dude Cast is hosted by Anthony Devito, Brendan Ayer, and Greg Stone. Original music by Brian Zippert. Produced by Mike Suarez. Executive producers Brendan Ayer, Greg Stone, and Anthony DeVito. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts. <laughs>